Welcome to a blonde, a brunette, and a redhead. Today we have a really special guest that we're all super excited for you guys to meet and listen to and to hear his perspective on so many things. So listen and always rate, review, subscribe. We love you. What up? And welcome to a blonde, a brunette, and a red. <laughs> should, I, should I start it? Okay, I'll start it. No, I like Hi. it. Keep it. Okay, we're going to keep it. I'm Mary, and I'm a blonde. I'm Laura, and I'm a brunette. And I'm Steph. I'm a redhead. Well, here we are, you guys. <laughs> Back in the closet. Back in the closet. Back in the closet. And the um, do, we, do we have anything new or exciting today? In the closet? Do we have any any extra people in the closet? I don't know. I don't do know. we? We do. I don't know. We do. do we? He's being silent, so Here. I'm gonna I'm so- go ahead and introduce him. Oh, I I just I didn't know if you guys wanted me to talk yet or not. <laughs> silent but deadly. <laughs> I was uh, also trying to work on my radio voice. Ooh, it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. it sounds here yeah. in uh, WKBB. I don't I don't know. Okay, I, I'm Gary. Yeah, it's my and brother I'm Gary. It's my brother I'm Gary. Gary. And I'm a- and here, would you identify yourself as a brunette or a blonde? A dirty blonde, perhaps. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm gonna go with brunette. I would say so. I think I'm so. A brunette. I would say part of the brew crew. Part of the brew crew. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, we're very excited to have him. If you guys didn't didn't hear, you don't know. This is my. Uh, my younger brother, Gary, is our guest in the BBR closet today. So welcome, Woo! Gary. Welcome, welcome, Gary. Thank you, guys. Little Gary in our lives. But, little Gary. But stop calling Happy you. to be in the closet. Hey, stop calling you Little Gary Finally. when you started calling me Big Mare. So. <laughs> I still call yeah, I heard him, you told that story. Yeah, I still call him Little Gary. Well, yeah, but he Just called me. High everybody. Well, he called me Big Mare. You yelled big mare in the hallway at, <laughs> at high school so that's why i was trying so hard to be cool and it just backfired <laughs> you were very cool i was like that senior knows me and ah! now she's embarrassed what? no i wasn't yeah. embarrassed no way you were pissed was i i don't recall uh, i don't know you're bringing it up uh what 14 years later. <laughs> I have to talk to my therapist about this later. Yeah. <laughs> you were blessed. Okay, oh. so how about, so there's a little section we do, Gare, and it's called What's in My Cup, and if you can tell No, me, it's not. It's called What's in My Cup. <laughs> and if you, if you couldn't tell from the title, we talk about what is in our cups. Ooh. Yes. Our drinking cups. Our drinking cups drink some things um and i'll just go ahead and go first mine's not exciting so i'm gonna say it fast and be done with it i have decaf cafe oh the best slash of half and half that's Mm. it half and half because oh because it is officially not summer anymore which is kind of nice and officially it was officially the high of 69 degrees today (laughs) so i wore my my boots. Why? I wore my boots. Why are you excited that Ooh. it's no longer summer? I'm not excited that it's no longer summer. I'm excited to wear my fall clothes. Gotcha. Because okay. Here's the thing. Agreed. 
I'm I'm gonna tell you that after moving to the south, I have learned that fall is the best season okay. because it was a hundred degrees last week, which was a hundred degrees. It was out of control, and then in the fall, you get to wear cute clothes and all the fun holidays are in fall slash gearing up for the best holiday which we know is christmas it's the very best none of you guys have mentioned football oh and football and football is back yes that's i love fall totally (laughs) and psls so I was like, what? Thoughts. What are PSL? I was like, look, it's PSL time, ladies. <laughs> I'm kidding. I've actually never tried a pumpkin spice latte. Really? I'm just too afraid. Have you ever like gone to Starbucks, you know, and you order something, you know, kind of like foofy, and they just scream your name out, and you're like, shut up. They're like, uh, pumpkin, pumpkin spice latte, latte for Gary. Yeah. <laughs> Like a uh, double milk frappuccino extra whip. And I'm just like, just shut up. Like, Not that extra drink. whip. Not my name, please. One or the other. Fun, One fun. or the other. I'm, I'm standing right in front of you. Funfetti cake with pink frosting. Exactly. <laughs> Dude. You know what? Just That's own it. For a little it, gift. Yeah. Yeah. For a little gift. For a week. Well, now I'm just afraid people are going to judge me for like getting diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> drink. In your ambulance, in your AMR, like... Yeah, no, you're fine. I bought a thing of candy the other day, and I was in my uniform, and the and the cashier was like, "Uh, aren't you not supposed to eat this stuff?" And I was just like, "Shut up!" You're like, Are aren't you not, you supposed, not to supposed to work me? it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's terrible. That's terrible. That is terrible. I mean, we're held we're held to a pretty high standard. So. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. You are. Um, but so I don't. Well, I don't have a cup. I I have a bottle. Well, what is in Ooh, your bottle? What is in it? Uh, well, the use. Can you guess? I'm gonna think some sort of sparkling water. Sparkling water. <laughs> and my favorite, the Clement cranberry clementine. Oh, so good. So delicious. The Clement. The Clement. Yeah. Delish. So. Oh, I, I already said mine. You did. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Jeff, what's in there? <laughs> nice. My can, my my LaCroix, you can hear it. Wait, there it is. Um, It's cran raspberry, but you guys, I I think it's giving me acid reflux. Oh, no. I need need to not drink fizzy water because I think it gives me acid reflux. Oh, I'm so bummed. It's like an unfortunate thing to give up. Fizzy water in general, or like yeah, but I think the cran raz is extreme because like I went several weeks without any fizzy water because like you know budget's been a little tight lately, so I gotta cut the non-essentials and that counts. Um, that is an essential in my life for happiness. (laughs) The other day I was like feeling real crazy or something, and so I bought um some cran raspberry LaCroix and some tangerine LaCroix and I drink a cran raspberry on my way home and like immediately got this like terrible acid reflux oh, no. um it was the worst and so I then I was why. so then I drank the tangerines and it wasn't as bad but then I just had a I am having sips of this and it's like like a knife in my throat right oh, now well go get a new one well, I'm already here. I spent money on it, so I'm going to drink it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Gare, so what's in me. your cup? Oh, 
uh, monster energy drink. Oh. That was healthy. Yeah, really healthy. Wait. Good for your heart. Low carb. Okay. Low carb. Okay. Okay. What's, what, that... fla what flavor flav? Um, light blue. <laughs> <laughs> There's no flavor. There's, it doesn't. It's just all. Oh, interesting. I've never had oh. a monster before. Mm, don't start. Okay. I'm. Yeah. I'm afraid if I'm afraid it's, it's like, like cocaine. You just don't want to start right, it. Right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I've done that, but no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The I professional. Have not, I have not. I have you've, not. You've have got not. a nose for it. But, oh yeah. hell. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you don't have a nose for it anymore. Yeah. Well, here the next part of our podcast is called Yo, yes. AKA You'll Never Guess. But you everybody has to say it in a funny voice. Okay, everyone you has to say it never guess. You'll never guess. You'll never guess. Oh. Wait, do it one more Did time. Did you say I it? Hear. You'll never guess. Oh. oh. Is that your sexy radio voice? Yeah, you could do it. No, that's my uh, emphysema voice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it in a radio voice. You'll never guess. That's my shock jock voice. I don't know what it is. It's like Zoe no, Deschanel, one new girl. Oh, it's yeah. not great. <laughs> yeah. Josh, that show is so good. Love it. I lo I'm Who's Nick. I'm Nick. Nick. <laughs> I'm Nick. I wish I were Jess, but in watching it, I'm like, oh, I'm Nick. I'm 100% Nick. That is, ooh, I'm going to find which new girl character. I know. I'm going to find that and finding that and finding that um, for next time. Okay, well, say. I'll tell you what I never did. Oh, we'll right, never right. guess that you did. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, there's a lot of things I've never did. But, okay. um, Monster. I won't go into that. Um, but you'll never guess what I did on Saturday. Anyone? Well, I know Steph and Lara both know. So, Gary, do you want to guess what I did on Saturday? <laughs> He's pushing out a turd. <laughs> it's like, is it? I have no idea. Am I thinking or am I pooping? That's can you give me a hint? No. Like you can ask a yes or no question. The... You looked <laughs> out okay. over the ocean. Here you're allowed to say it because we're, we're explicit. Okay, I was actually wondering about that because oh, yeah. I have like a list of words that I was curious about. <laughs> Your little you sister does listen, them. so just keep that oh, in Judy, mind. You yeah. know what though? Yeah, but I've heard her talk, so I was gonna say she knows all these words. Mom has said that our younger siblings cannot be shocked by anything I say. So I feel a little yeah. bit like a challenge has just been issued, but it's right. cool. Right. <laughs> wow. Mm. I'm going to guess that you tried high jump for the first time. No. No. I've done that before. Really? No. No, I... I um, Wine pong. Oh, no. Wine I wish. Yeah. It's very similar to wine pong. Um, I ran my first race since high school oh yeah dang it i knew that Yay. yes we did know that good for you um, i saw that on facebook yeah it was the pen kit or the she is beautiful yeah, whatever yeah, right yes well i, I didn't did, get the name I, right too yeah garrett you're really in the know um <laughs> i'm pretty hip it's all, that monster energy drink. yeah i was gonna say it's all that yep. cocaine but um yep. so okay just disclaimer i don't think any of us do cocaine so i certainly I don't, don't. I certainly do not. Well, speak for yourself. Uh, okay. What is cocaine? I, I mean, 
Coca-Cola, but yeah. kind of Coke. Okay, so I ran in a um, I ran in a five. I just did a five k, but That's it was great. I've been I've been running like three miles here, four miles there to like prepare for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I was very I was very surprised at how I did. I'm not gonna tell you my time because it's you know in, in comparison to things it wasn't that great. But you all you have to do is compare to yourself. You're right. You're yeah. right. I I um my goal was to do an under ten minute mile, and I definitely did do that, which is nice. nice. And then um, but there were twelve. There was like. 1,284 people, and I placed number 92, which I thought thought was pretty great. I was proud of myself. Good for you, Mare. Top top 100. That's incredible. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I should go for 69. I will. I'm going to be number 69, and I'm going to count. And if anyone tries to go behind me or in front of me, I'm going to take Push him out of the way. Like, so the the people. 69! 69! No, 69 is mine! I'm about to be 68. You go ahead. You go first. You go first. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, and I'm going to sign up for another one. I'm definitely nice. going to do the turkey trot on Thanksgiving morning. That one's five. Good for you. Five miles? Yes. Is it three. Done and done. Four? I mean, it's a five miler. Perfect. Bring is it, it five or four? I thought it was four, but it's been several years since I've run it, so they could have changed four, it. Four, six, ten, twenty, give it to me. It's all the same. It. Yeah. It's all the same. It's That's so great. I feel so inspired. Yes. Let's do one. Okay, Steph. Um, you'll never guess the flavor of goo goo cluster I just tried today. I love goo goo cluster. Um coconut. Turtle, turtle. Not turtle, not coconut. Gary, do you have a, a guess? I didn't know that they made anything other than gold, silver, or gold and silver. You're right. Gold and silver are the original flavors. And silver is the original, gold is supreme, but I didn't have either of those. What? There's a different kind? Deluxe. Supreme. Monster. Ooh. Spicy peach, which incidentally would be a great nickname in high school. Spicy peach. Spicy peach. Yeah. I think that's slang for like Don Arvia. Is it? <laughs> is it? No. I think it's chlamydia, actually. Oh my gosh. You I'm going to Google peach. it. Ugh. I'm going to Google it. Because... Can, speaking of nicknames in high school, can we please just talk about the time we went to Disneyland and Gary said he was the, the desert... original nickname the in high school? The original nickname in high school. And Gary's designated fanny pack. <laughs> which we thought would be an amazing nickname to have and then you thought about it for about two seconds and realized nope i can't yeah. have people call me the fanny pack you know was that the same trip with cousin yes, joseph we just talked about it i i just ran across him the other day at the golf tournament because yeah. garrett would like introduce us and i was like wait a minute <laughs> that's when he was super hungover yeah and i was and yeah. i was under Sorry, I'm urban dictionarying spicy peach. Um, oh, you guys, it's not a thing, so it can be it can be a good nickname, spicy peach. Oh, spicy no, peach. No, oh. so in so Gugus are a Nashville-based thing, and for they're those of you so who delicious. are, they're, they're so good. Unfamiliar Gugu clusters are a candy, but they're like about the size of your palm, and it's like marshmallow, but like. 
sticky marshmallow with caramel. The originals have peanuts and then it's all dipped in chocolate. So it's kind of like a, like a disc. Um, and then the like deluxe or supreme or whatever, they have almonds or pecans or whatever. But so Goo Goo's are a Nashville thing and they, so there's a Goo Goo cluster store in downtown Nashville where you can get like all these different flavors of Goo Goo clusters and they have like specialty flavors that chefs come up with. Um, And so this weekend I had a house guest and as like a thank you for hosting me, uh, they gave me a a spicy peach Goo Goo cluster. So it's like just one ate the rest of them. Themselves. Well, because I think that they're probably, they only come one in a, a pack. <laughs> they only come one in a pack. No, Gary. Gary politely, oh. he very politely said, fucker. Because <laughs> he ate all your Google clusters. He ate all my Google clusters. Yeah, so, so it was delicious. It was kind of like peach cobbler with like, um, I think pecans was the, the nuts. And then, like, caramel and the marshmallow and then all covered in chocolate. But, like, my house guests said that, like, they had, like, a miso one Ew. and they had, oh, miso um, miso yeah, I think that might be what it was called, actually. And they had, let's see, they had spicy peach and they had, like, cobbler flavor. It was fascinating. That is really interesting. Did you go to the Google Cluster place? No, but this person did, and then I, I've i never been to the Goo Goo Cluster place because I know I will buy all of the Goo Goos. Yeah. And I don't need them. I get it. I get it. Understandable. Lara! Lara. You'll never guess my new favorite breakfast. Cheese and crackers. No. Oh. Um... Whoa, looks like you were close. Mm-hmm. Eggs of Benedict. I do love that. I love eggs on it. That's, I do love that. But that's not it. That's not it. Gary, do you have a guess? <laughs> Pop tarts? I don't know. Pop tarts are delicious. Pop tarts are delicious. However, no. It is. What was that? I don't know. There was like a really long farting sound and it wasn't either one. I think I just heard my name. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to tell. Is really... it my upstairs neighbors who are so loud? No, no, it wasn't. It was like a... one of us, uh... but it was like a... <laughs> was... like a like a trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> well, what would that sound like? Which step? Who just did no, it? You did. Oh, oh, I was thinking more like. It's <laughs> 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 <was> like symbols, <laughs> like. It's like a car backfire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like the Jackson Pollock, like you got a little too much pressure going on. Spray. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, God. Every episode, or just like, or just like the, the air puff. That's like. <gasps> <laughs> oh man! Wow. So breakfast. <laughs> Uh, refrigerated oats. Oh, like overnight, overnight oats. Yeah, overnight. So yogurt and oatmeal and then some frozen berries 
and then you put them in the refrigerator and you don't have to think about it and the next morning you wake up and it's this delicious Yum. breakfast and then I add some slivered almonds on there. Yummy. I love it. I do too. And healthy. My new fave Good. breakfast. Well, it's no eggs benedict, but I'm very, very it proud of I you. I will not make an eggs benedict every morning. No. Oh, my gosh. No. Talk about That's trumpeting. a lot of work. Talk about yeah. Jackson Pollock. Gare, what will we never guess about you? Gare? Um, you will never guess my new, we'll, we'll call it a diet just for, for ease. Okay. I think we all Wait, know. Wait, I think I know, though. Oh shit! Have you guys talked with Cat? Does it have shy. anything to do with the Tyrannosaurus Rex? I was gonna say that the Tyrannosaurus Rex diet. Yeah, I guess you could call it that. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us? So maybe you guys will guess it? it. Oh, I've been doing the uh, I've been doing the carnivore way of eating for the past about three months. How what? How so. is it going? Fascinated by that. It's actually going really well. Um, for. I'd say about 90% of the food that I eat is, like, animal-based, so, and most of it's meat, so usually two and a half to, depending on the day, two and a half to, like, four pounds of red meat per day. Holy wow. Holy. That can be it. Question. You don't have to answer. Daily double. Can you poop when you have that? Just meat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no problems. You just... It's, I mean, I, I actually, it's a lot less. It's just once per day, but it's because uh, more of it, more of it gets absorbed than like with vegetable or uh, other food. That's why, I sh that's why people go to the bathroom so much is that their food isn't digested all the way. Whereas meat gets digested a lot more than, than any other product. How do you feel on this red meat? Way, way better. Yeah. Uh, I've had I've had two hip surgeries and one shoulder surgery, all from football, and uh, they used to ache every single day. And after doing this for just a couple of days, I haven't had pain in my shoulder or my wow. hips, unless I eat like I'll have like if I splurge or whatever and have a hamburger with a bun or whatever, the next day my hip will be killed. What really? Um, yeah, even even vegetables do it to me. So like, can you eat like cheese and eggs and like does that count as um, animal? Yeah, eggs definitely. Um, if for a lot of people, if dairy doesn't mess with them, they can do it. Uh, I've found that like too much dairy will give me like stomach problems. But um, I actually have been doing more raw dairy, so like raw milk, raw cream, um, and some even like raw butter and stuff. Is there raw and cheese in life? Uh, I haven't done any raw cheese, but the harder cheeses like cheddar stuff like that, Parmesan, those are all pretty good, and they don't mess with me that much. But I eat like a lot of eggs too. No go. So. I have not tried any goat. It's my favorite. I did try lamb the other day. I'm not a big oh, fan. Oh, I meant goat cheese. Gamey. Oh, goat cheese? I love yeah, goat cheese. Yeah. I would never but eat a little I, goat. I don't mind lamb except for I no. got like a little, I had a little too much to drink one night and then had lamb for dinner and Ooh. then um, Yikes. now I don't really like lamb. Because it came back up? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Several, several I feel times. Like lamb. I only like it in certain, oh my God, that's like, so cooked certain ways. You know. Is everything okay? What is wrong with 
I just hate talking about Bart. <laughs> oh, serious. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh. I was like, way to go, no, Mary. I- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then I won't tell you the color or anything, but okay. Sorry, I'm. I we won't talk about it anymore. So That's you're fine. enjoying it. Yeah, and it makes you feel better. I am very much so. Way better, and lost some weight. Body composition changed a lot. Is it um, way more expensive? So. No, not really. I mean... Because I would assume you want I, good quality meat. Yeah. I mean, I've done I've done a lot of research, and there's not a whole bunch that says, like, grass-fed meat versus grain-finished meat is or is better for you or whatever, you know, because actually all meat, and if you get your meat from some American source, it's all grass-fed until the last couple months of its life, where they'll either keep it on grass or give it more grain. That's just to fatten it up. And there's not a whole bunch of research saying one's better than the other. So, um, like, I go to Costco. That's where I get my meat. So, buying in bulk is a lot cheaper. So, I can get enough meat for a week. I mean, meat and eggs for the week for, like, between 100 to 150 bucks. So. Wow. It's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. So, at your wedding, you're telling us that it's going to be... Oh, no, curious. I'm going to, I will suffer through the pain the next couple of days after that. I'm so sure you, so. yeah, you're both going to suffer through the pain. They're going to be smelling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what's new with me. Okay. Well, cool. thanks. That's cool. Um, I'm just fascinated by that. And I know... Our friend of the show, listener friend, real life friend slash sister, Kat, also has been doing it. Has she been doing it as consistently as you have? Or Yeah, actually, she um, really jumped in with both feet. I was actually pretty impressed and proud. And she's seen a lot of it. Oh. Um, she's lost like a pretty good amount of weight. Her body composition is changing. Her skin's gotten a whole lot better. And... Uh, um, I think it, it seems like she just feels a lot better. Right. So hey, that's great. That's yeah. awesome. I'm yeah. so glad to hear that. All right. All meat it is. Speaking of meat yep. and potatoes. potatoes. The meat <laughs> the meat and potatoes of our episode. Meat and potatoes. That was like British. What was that, Steph? Um Okay, so the meat and potatoes of this episode is why Gary has said that he would be our guest tonight. Uh, we all, obviously, because we all um, know and love Gary, and we know and love Mary's brother, Garrett, um, and know and love Cheyenne, Gary's wonderful fiance, um, we have a really soft spot in our hearts for our first responders, particularly emergency medical personnel, emergency medical service workers, EMS workers, if you're not familiar with that. Um, And so we kind of wanted to pick Gary's brain about it because um, oftentimes when we talk about our first responders, the EMS workers are not people who come to mind, which is really a bummer because they're the ones who actually, they show up and, and they do the work. So 
So, Gare, like, we wanted to kind of chat with you some about that and get your take on that, recognizing that you mentioned to us before we started recording, but um, the, the perspective that you have of EMS is going to be different from the perspective that those of us who are not actually working on an ambulance um, would have. And so first, just like, why don't you just tell us about your history with emergency medicine, kind of how long you've been doing it, what drew you in and got you interested in it, if it's something you think you're going to stick with, or if you're hoping or planning on moving on, just all of that. Take it away, Gare. Right. Well, side note, um, I don't know if you know this, Mayor, but starting in October, your younger brother and I are actually going to be partners. I did hear that. What? That's awesome. Yeah, what? we're going to be partners. What? That's the coolest yeah. ambulance. I'm going to want an ambulance all so. the time. I'm going to get hurt just so I can call and hang out. No, I'm just kidding. That's too expensive. That's too expensive. <laughs> yeah. No, if we just come check you out, it's not. It's it's free. Um, but, call and be like, excuse yeah, me, I so... need and gear. So yeah. I'm the corner of. So, <laughs> so my history in EMS, I have been doing this for about six years, and um, I don't really know what most people think of when they hear EMS. I, I think some people's minds do go to ambulance, um, which is kind of the, the meat and potatoes of the EMS world. <laughs> nice. um, but uh, there's a lot of other things that go on, too, and... Um, so the whole reason I actually got into it, and I think that's the same reason a lot of people get into it, is because my uh, goal was, and actually still is in the future, is to uh, get on with the fire department. And so there's a couple different ways you can go about that, and it's usually either you work on an ambulance for a while, and then you kind of transition on through the medical side and get in the fire department that way, or you go work for some wildland fire department or the forest service or something like that, and then get it through that way so i tried both and and the ems thing just kind of worked out first um because i actually had to take an emt course to even get into the fire academy so i took the emt class actually really enjoyed it found out i liked it um and found out that i was good at it and i'd always been pretty good in school but i never really liked school and i actually really enjoyed the stuff that was in the emt course so i thought it was pretty cool uh, I ended up doing my fire academy, and then my first job in EMS, um, which is a lot of people's first job in EMS, was working for what we call an IFT company, which is just a company. So you're an EMT, you know, you're you work on an ambulance, but all you do is take patients from Lawton Hospital to another hospital, from hospitals to convalescent homes, um, you know, stuff like that. It's not like the fun, exciting. <laughs> Yeah, it's not fun like lights and sirens. You have to deal with the blood and guts kind of stuff. It's, it's a, it can actually be pretty monotonous. Um, but that's actually a huge part of EMS. I'm using air quotes for people who can't see me. Um, and that's what a lot, a big part of the workforce does. So because a lot of people, for whatever reason, insurance companies they determine that people can't be moved to and from these facilities without an ambulance. Um, so I did that for about a year. And during that time, I actually, um, oh, that was down in Ventura. And then I got a job up in Santa Barbara County where I work now. And uh, 
so I was doing both. And then I finally just, and, but I was actually doing the 911 stuff in Santa Barbara County. So that was kind of the exciting stuff. That was my first foray into like the 911 EMS world. And after working part-time there for a while and full-time at this IFT company, I decided to make the jump to full-time, uh, you know, 911 stuff. So I still, I, I told myself I would never become a paramedic. I didn't want to do it. Um, I was going to keep working as an EMT until I got hired as a fire hired as a firefighter. And uh, I really, I enjoyed being an EMT. I mean, it's fun driving lights and sirens. It's fun running cool calls. It's not always 100%, you know, balls to the walls action, um, but I still really enjoyed it. I did that for probably, so I did, so I did the IFT thing for a year, and then I worked as an EMT on an I-1 ambulance for probably another year and a half before I finally kind of was like, man, I could be doing more. So... I ended up going to paramedic school, um, and um, uh, the difference between EMT and paramedic is paramedic has a much bigger scope. The paramedic's the person who's starting the IVs, giving medications, um, using the cardiac monitor, shocking people, all that kind of stuff. So um, that schooling is a little bit longer, obviously. And then, I, so after finishing that, I began working as a paramedic, and I've been doing that for the past two years. So, I mean, I, I plan on staying in the EMS field um, because, I, like I said, I want to go fire. So, obviously, a big portion of what the fire department does is EMS. So, um, but, I mean, I've come to, to love a lot of aspects of my job. I've come to, to really dislike a few. Um, but, yeah, so I'll, I'll still be in it for, for a long time to come, hopefully. Cool. Thanks. Um mm-hmm. It's fun to kind of hear it because, like, I was just sitting here thinking, like, gosh, has it really been, like, six years that you've been doing this? It's but a it, long time. It has. Mm-hmm. It's longer than most of my jobs I've had. So, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Gary, um, you were, uh, do you mind if I ask? No, go ahead. Go okay. ahead. So, you were, just, you were just saying that you've come to love a lot of the aspects of EMS. Like, what would you say, mm-hmm. or, what would you say is, like, the best thing like what's your favorite part about it well and again this kind of goes back to to kind of the having an insider's aspect on it because i think a lot of people might think you know you know a lot of people will tell you they they get into this job because they want to help people and that's i agree with that i think most people obviously do want to help people but i think say that's the only reason that's kind of bullshit um because we do want to help people, obviously, but if you really want to go help someone, you just go down to your local homeless shelter and volunteer there, right? People get into this field because they want to be challenged or they want to do something cool um, or be able to physically help somebody. And then there's just some people that have actually been helped by EMS professionals before and they kind of want to reciprocate that and do the same thing that they did. So I think the thing that I like the most is, um, you know, while unfortunately sometimes it's bad for our patients, is, is some of these really challenging critical calls where there's a lot of stuff going on and you're kind of able to piece together what's going on. You know, you may get some really weird and vague complaint or symptom um, and then being able to mentally figure out what's going on by putting all the stuff that I've used, you know, whether it's from school and, you know, my experience, put it all together to figure out what's going on. But then, not only that, but being a paramedic, I have a pretty large skill set that I can use that 
is then still really interesting, you know, things that I can do. So, you know, as a paramedic, I can innovate people. Uh, well, obviously, we start IVs a lot. We also <laughs> start IVs by drilling into people's bones sometimes um, or putting IVs in their necks, things like that. Are you drilling? Um, that's your, this is your favorite part we're, so, we're still talking it's, about? It's, it's when it's these calls that are the most yeah, interesting, yeah, that they're right. the most engaging, that you kind of, you know, you're, you got to be a little bit of a detective. Um, but then to be able to kind of come through the chaos, um, which also sort of brings me to my least favorite part is that over the past six years, I've developed a real, I guess, pet peeve or like an annoyance of when people panic, um, like even today. So we, we had a guy who um, had more of a chronic condition, but his friend had just seen it for the first time. And so all I asked the guy was, well, why did you call an ambulance for this? You know, have you seen your primary care physician? And the guy just lost his shit at me yelling at me that it's a life and death situation. And luckily for me, my wonderful partner, Cheyenne, was able to talk to the guy and tell him that, no, it's not really a life and death situation right now. Um, but that, that's, it's, I've started to notice that people don't handle um, emergency situations very well. Um, and sometimes that can be kind of annoying to me. I don't know if it's just that I've, you know, kind of become callous to it um, through the six years that I've been doing this or not, but you know, that's obviously not my least favorite part. It's, you know, things go south sometimes and, and that's really hard. And there's certain calls that are obviously much worse than others. Um, but I mean, it, if somebody were to tell you that they don't enjoy the calls that are challenging or that we actually get to do a lot on because they're afraid of what somebody might think, you know, like we don't wish harm on anybody, but when it happens, like, but when it happens, we want to be there, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, and we would like um, you to be there. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what I mean. It's so it's, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of the things I enjoy the most is, is those kind of critical dynamic calls. So do you ever, do you ever get like, do you ever feel nervous? Like when, when you hear like that, it's your call. Like when you hear, I don't know, you guys have like certain sounds, right? Like, or, or is, yeah. that, part of, or is that gone? Like, is that nervousness? No, I mean, it's, 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 it's there for a little bit. And it was definitely when I, like when I became a paramedic right at the beginning, it was the worst. Um, but because it was kind of like, well, if I've never seen this thing before, I mean, I've been told how to deal with this, but if I've never seen it, like, I think I was more nervous. Will I be able to, to perform when it's actually called, you know, when I'm called to do it. And there's always kind of that like, oh crap, here it comes. Like we're getting this call and this is what it is. And then within a you know a couple of seconds, like, well, I just have to do it. <laughs> so it's, you know, that, that kind of fear goes away. And, and, and I think the fear is actually kind of a good thing because it keeps you sharp um, and it kind of keeps you from making mistakes. So, you know, you're not, if, you know, once people get complacent, that's when they start screwing up and missing, you know, big indicators and, you know, they can actually start hurting people. So, right. um, you mentioned earlier, uh, you s talked about that sometimes calls go south. Um, and mm -hmm. I, I am just wondering, like, how do you cope with that? You know, because, and like, that's a big question, but like, whether it goes south and it's just like incredibly like taxing both on you and 
on the patient or if it goes south and, you know, what we would consider worst case scenario, the patient dies. Like that, how do you cope with that? Um, I mean, I think it, I think it's definitely a personality trait. That's, that's kind of one of the main things that's going to determine whether or not somebody will last in this field is whether or not they can sort of disassociate themselves from what's going on. I mean, when I see someone who's just been demolished by a car, I don't look at that as, oh my gosh, this poor person was just obliterated by a car. I look at it as, this is a thing that's broken. I need to figure out what I can fix, you know, or, you know what I can't fix, what I can fix, and, and I need to do all this stuff now so that I can get them to the appropriate place where they can't be fixed. Because I mean, we can do a lot, but obviously there are certain calls where this person needs a surgeon. He doesn't need my, you know, there's nothing really I can do for him except for to delay the inevitable. Um, and I mean, I've had plenty of calls where I'll be talking to somebody and then five minutes later, you know, we're working them up because they've went into cardiac arrest. Um, so, you know, I, I remember having one call in particular where this guy was riding his bike and he just stopped and people called nine one for him and he's like hyperventilating. I'm like, sir, sir, you need to calm down. We need to calm down. And then, you know, we picked him up, put him on the gurney and, and then he, that he just died right there. And so it was kind of like crap, you know, like that's, you know, that's the worst case scenario. Um, so, but, you know, that's why I say it probably sounds pretty callous, especially from an outside perspective, but you just, the way I look at it is, all right, well, you know, it's a bummer. Um, but people are still counting on me to get back on the ambulance and and get back to work. Mm -hmm. You know, we could, and it goes both ways too. You can run a call where you make a great save. And guess what? You have to clear the hospital and go back into service and go back and do it again. Or if you have a call that's, you know, awful, you got to do the same thing because people are counting on you. You can't, like, we don't get to take, you know, I mean, personal time off. You know, we you can gather yourself, but, you know, like I said, there's a system out there that's depending on you. Right. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of... It's not that I don't think about it. It's that, like I said, I'm pretty good at uh, compartmentalizing and sort of disassociating myself from the human trauma that's going on in front of me, you know? So, and it's it's definitely hard. Like, calls with kids are a lot harder to do that on. And sometimes I don't, those will hit me a little bit later, either you know, a couple days later. Some instances it's been a couple months later. But um, the nice thing is we actually do have you know, people who are trained to help us through those kind of situations. So, mm-hmm. um, and then everybody who's obviously who works in the field knows that those situations are pretty awful and they'll try to do their best to kind of pick up the slack. So, you know, it's pretty typical when we have a pediatric patient who goes into cardiac arrest, you know, whether the crew gets the save or not, that they will usually go out of service for a couple hours afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, and most people, you know, won't question it we'll just say like all right cool we'll pick up the slack for these guys for a little while so i mean it's you just deal with it you either deal with it or you don't you know as i've told some new people before like after we've had some bad calls i'm like all right well here's the deal you either gotta pick yourself up dash yourself off and show up to work tomorrow people are counting on you to do it or you have to quit Mm -hmm. 
So is there stuff that like. you found, Gary, that helps you like deal with all of it, or that you've heard other people? Cause I know that different things work for different people. Um, I don't know. It, it's I think it's the people, honestly, like the the other people that I work with. Like, fortunately for me, you know, I, like Cheyenne, you know, works in the same field, so we can talk about these kind of mm-hmm. things, and she understands. Um, obviously, some people don't have that where they have a spouse who is in the same field, but it, it's kind of interesting. Almost all the people that I've talked to that I've known through in the EMS field, they once they do it for a while, it's not that they lose their other friends or anything but they become a lot closer with their co-workers and it's like they almost don't feel like they have a whole lot in common with their other friends mm-hmm. um sometimes i feel kind of bad because there will be like you know if we go out for drinks with people from work or whatever and there's one random you know two or three people who aren't in ems they always end up feeling like super left out because it's just such a different world we almost live in our own kind of world but um I, there's nothing that I do. I mean, all this, yeah, the things that people try to do to be stressed, you know, exercise, you know, plan your own hobbies or whatever. But honestly, like just getting together a whole bunch of EMTs and paramedics who, and you're able to kind of like laugh it off. I mean, that's the thing that's worse, worked the best for me. And I know for a lot of other people. Um, so, but I mean, most people do carry around a lot of the bad stuff that they've seen. Uh, and, you know, sometimes it can be kind of a good thing because if they're ever in that situation again, they can, you know, perform better, you know? So, um, yeah. Is there a high rate of turnover? Super high rate. Yeah. Very high rate. Uh, a part of that is because we're paid so poorly. Which doesn't um, make any sense. No, that's No, it doesn't. Yeah. But... And, you know, so people will move on to different, so a lot of people will either go further down the medical path. So some people, a lot of people actually lately have been going to PA school. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people go to nursing school, and then there's obviously the fire path that a lot of people go down, or the law enforcement. So um, there's obviously that because of the pay, but, so, you know, it's it's really, you don't find the people that do it for a long time. Because the, the burnout rate is pretty high. Mm-hmm. Just doing it day in and day out, and then when your schedules are pretty gnarly too yeah and that's the other thing i mean it's so because people are realizing that it's not a very well paid profession that so not as many people are doing it so our numbers are lower so that means that the rest of us are getting you know mandatory assignments you know Uh, for a while i've been working six days a week because we're so low staffed right now unfortunately but um and it would be one thing if, you know, we had a station to go back to. Um, and this is not, you know, I can't really say this is, you know, typical across all of EMS, but our system, most of our units are 12-hour shifts, and we basically go you know, hang out under bridges or, or you know, in parking lots when we're not getting a call. So just being on an ambulance for six days in a week, not having a station to go back to, sitting in the front of it, we're running calls. It, it gets to be a lot. So, you know, people don't, people don't last very long. We do have some people um, that work for us that have been there for a long time, but they were actually, they got in when they were still being paid fairly well. So it's just not worth it to people now, you know, for what we do right. for the money that's there. So it's pretty high rate of turnover. Well, you were just, when we were talking before we started recording, you were saying that 
um like as a disclaimer like there's it's a lot different than what people know and like I didn't know until you and my brother started working on an ambulance that you're literally on the ambulance the entire shift like that's not yeah. a joke it's you know you're just sitting in there yeah but what other things like do you do you hear of that people like um think that they know about what it means to be a first responder but then it's like the reality of it oh was it like a tv show where everybody's it is not like a tv everybody? show oh. <laughs> no well i can't really say that one way or the other but, but um it's uh it's definitely i don't know it's a weird world that i don't think most people really had the first all right, first of all, most people call us ambulance drivers, which that will drive any person, either AMT or paramedic, it'll drive right. them nuts. And it's funny, it's like, I've kind of gotten over it, obviously, because that person's like, wow, why are you disrespecting me? You know, you wouldn't call a firefighter a fire truck driver or a police officer a police car driver. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's. I think it's just because they don't really know what it's we do. It's education. Um, right. Yeah, mo- most people assume that we work for the fire department. Um so we usually have that conversation at least once a day. No, no, we're our own company. We're, we work on the ambulance. Did that um, used to be a thing where ambulance EMTs well, worked I, on the with the fire trucks? It's it's actually so in some places it is like some places the fire department provides the EMS. And, um, it's but here it's not. Here the way it works is we have our private company who does all the 911 you know ambulance stuff and they also do all the interfacility transports um and then the fire departments some of them are paramedics but the majority of them are everybody's at least an emt that works for the fire department um but again they're obviously their primary responsibility is fire whereas ours is medical even though probably 85 to 90 percent or more of what they do is ems um so, I mean, there's a heck of a lot more, you know, chest pains every day than fires. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, Which, thank but, goodness, in a weird way. Yeah. Um, but I guess other things that people don't know, I think uh, most people assume that we get paid really well as well, which that's not the case. We, you know, our, our EMTs start at like 13 bucks what? an hour. Um, paramedic base pay right now is I think like eighteen bucks an hour. Um, That's crazy. Might be lower. That is awful. Yeah. Um, mm. Let's see. Please what do else. this really I, oh, hard job think... and be in one confined space for twelve hours at a time and get paid. Have people's lives tonight. depend on you. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think people kind of have that general idea in it that you know their lives do depend on us, but I think they also. Um, I think that we're going to come at it from a, like a super, like that all we do is we care about people and, you know, that we're going to be really sensitive. And it's not that we don't care about people or that we're insensitive, but it's like I was saying before, we have to kind of disassociate ourselves for it. So like, for instance, we had um, a homeless person who called us because her bottom was sore because she'd had diarrhea. Um and you know i'm serious but and this is not like a this is not an atypical kind of call Mm -hmm. we call for stuff like this all the time Uh, 
And so it comes to the point where it's like, you know, okay, I risked my life right. driving over here, lights and sirens, for this. Like, you, you could have gone to the bathroom and tried it. And, and you know, it's the, the people that we see that kind of abuse the system, they're, they're, they do it frequently. It's not like it just happens every once in a while. So this person in particular probably taken the hospital at least 20 times for various reasons. And usually people are not nice to us either. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people can kind of be assholes, especially if they think they might not even be having medical emergency. They think they are, but they just, they call 911 and expect us to cater to them, which that's not what we're there for. You know, we're there to provide a service and, Unfortunately, sometimes they don't agree with my assessment on how acutely we need to provide their, that service. Um, but so, you, are the you know, medical, people think that. What is your medical? You're the professional. I have the, yeah, I'm, and I have the highest medical authority yes. on a scene. So there's been times when somebody I'll be talking with somebody and, you know, because they read something on WebMD, they don't agree with me. And they'll like look at the fire department who might be all EMTs and say, well, what do you guys think? Like, you know, you know, I kind of just shake my head and I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, you're the idiot. You know? So, you know, and it, it kind of, it's kind of got to the point where, yeah, you know, Cheyenne trains new hire EMTs pretty frequently. And I'll sit there and I'll tell them like, look, if you just remember that everyone will lie to you and that people are completely oblivious and they're pretty stupid. You'll never be disappointed. And we had one, I remember she was a very happy, go lucky person. She was like, well, that's a really negative attitude to have. And I was like, you just wait. And so by the end of three weeks of her, you know, initial new hire training, she was like, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, yep. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't know. So like I said, coming from an outsider's perspective, that probably looks like, wow, this guy really needs to get a new job. He's totally over it. But from kind of, I think inside the industry, people are like, no, that's, pretty accurate assessment of you know what we do so what we have to deal with i mean we've all been in physical fights we get verbally abused you know constantly um because we just get the the stupidest stuff you know i mean when i was growing up i, I assumed there was a drunk tank you know like people who are drunk went to jail and sat there and really sobered up nope the police call us and that person yells and screams at us and we have to take them to the hospital because they're too drunk for jail. So, you know, that's a fairly common call as well. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of people would be surprised if they actually worked a day in our lives, you know, um, but what we deal with, what we see. So, and then that's obviously on top of like the, the critical stuff that can be hard to see or hard to deal with. So. Wow. Um, there is a book that actually, Gary, you told me about called, the book is called A Thousand Naked Strangers, and it's a man who uh, was an EMT and then a paramedic in Atlanta, I believe, right? Um, mm -hmm. It's his memoir of the time that he is, that he works on the ambulance, and I swear when I read it, it was like, Gary could have been saying all of this stuff. Um, it, I first of all, I just want to throw out, throw that out as a recommendation for everyone. There are a few. He describes a few calls that, like, if you actually picture them in your mind, are kind of gross. But it's not gory. It's just 
really echoing a lot of what Gary was just talking about here. But Gary, one thing that I definitely want to mention um, and bring up is something that you and I have talked about in the past. But in this book, there's a chapter in which um, the man's name is Kevin, in which Kevin Hazard, actually, which is a pretty cool last name, um, he and his wife are at Ground Zero at the 9-11 Memorial and first responders have free entry into the memorial um, to, to honor them, to honor the sacrifice. And so this man asked if EMTs and paramedics also were a part of that and was told that no, it was only the people who had risked their lives that day, only the firefighters and the police officer, law enforcement and military. Um, and so actually like that, like obviously there were um, EMS, oh gosh, I'm like tearing up a little bit. There were EMS workers who did die that day and who did sacrifice their lives that day. And it brings up this kind of recurring theme that like we've touched on a little bit and Gary, you've touched on a little bit, but that is that often EMS workers are overlooked when it comes to first responders. And so um, we just wanted to make sure that, you know, we could kind of help change that a little bit um, because you, like I have had, I had the honor, um, the fun, delight, and the occasional frustration of being your roommate for four years. Um, and so I got, I got to see a lot of this kind of diffused through you. So like, I got to see you when you came home from a bad call. I got to, um, you know, hear you. I'm like a worry wart big sister. So I would like hear you come in in the middle of the night or like I have one very clear memory of knowing that you were working, you were mandated, I think, um, like it was a crazy long shift and it was like pouring horrible rain and I just remember like waking up and thinking that like you were out in that rain like taking care of drunk people um who were probably being really horrible to you and just like we just I just want to take a moment and I'm like kind of getting on a soapbox but to to make sure that you know like how much we all three of us especially like we love and respect you and the work that you and Cheyenne and Garrett and all of your coworkers do. Um, so thank you. Yeah, thank you, Garrett. Yeah, thank thank you. you for being here and for opening up and sharing all that with us. Do you have any last minute wisdom for the listeners? Um, <laughs> or anything uh, else that you want to mention that we haven't no, I mean, I, I well, thanks. I mean, I think obviously I want to say thanks for having me, and I, it's pretty cool that you guys are trying to shine a little bit of a spotlight um, on this. You know, one thing I do want to throw out there is that you know, wow. First of all, FDNY does have their own um, separate e, uh, EMS division from the fire department. You know, Thirty-three of those EMTs and paramedics died at Ground Zero. Um, so you know, like you said, Steph, yeah, there people do risk their lives. Um, every day, and we do every day, you know, going back to science to a freaking hangnail, we risk our lives. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but, you know, 
we're not out there looking for people's thanks. It's going to take a lot more for people in our industry to start getting paid a lot more. But I think if the public, you know, or more people in general just have an idea of what we do and who we are, um, you know, that would, that's going down the right path. So, you know, just, just know if you see those people, you know, sitting in an ambulance and it looks like they're sleeping in the front of the seat, it's probably because they, they've been sitting in the front of that ambulance for 12 plus hours. You know, I've routinely sitting in front of an ambulance for 36 hours straight. So, um, you know, just have an idea of what they do and what they go through and that they're, they actually are doing it, you know, for you, the, the public as a whole. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for being our guest. Yeah. 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 Thanks for having me. So much fun. So much. It was fun. Well, I guess on that note, don't forget, drink lots of water. Be kind to yourself. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And the advice for this episode is, in a world where you're told that you can be anything, choose kindness and love. Mm Mm-hmm. And don't call nine one one for a hangnail. And if you Please if don't. you have diarrhea, <laughs> yeah, and you have a hemorrhoid cream, don't yeah, call nine one one. And if there is something in the community where people are honoring first responders, please invite uh, the people that work on an ambulance. They are a part of that too. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you for well, listening. We, we love, love you. you. We love you. Thank you. Peace. Bye. What up? <laughs> Stop. <laughs>